but that you may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear friends, there are two types of suffering. Two kinds of suffering we experience in this life. There are sufferings in our bodies that are united with pain in our hearts and in our minds. Then there are sufferings in our souls that are united with joy in our hearts and minds. Now our Lord can heal and does heal both body and soul. Suffering and joy do not appear to belong together, but we quite often find them together in the lives of the saints. <clears throat> both types of suffering are beneficial for us as they are corrective and healing, like a healing remedy for our disordered natures imposed upon us by God. The suffering of wounds and bruises to our body are effective in turning us away from whatever evil brought forth those wounds and bruises. These pains often follow naturally from our rebellion or our disobedience. But they can also be self-inflicted to train our unruly natures to return to order and reason. Now, we do find these pains unpleasant and therefore effective deterrence from sin and disorder in our lives. They are even doubly painful when, with a rebellious will, we resist them we don't correct the evil that caused them and deprive ourselves of any relief, thereby adding another evil to the former. The pains inflicted by our guilty consciences can be accompanied with joy. In weeping over our former sins, we experience both pain and joy simultaneously. The guilt causes pain, but tears of repentance bring forth joy and also the hope of forgiveness. So there's a tremendous sweetness in contrition that must be experienced if it's to be understood and appreciated. Now, sadly, many refuse this experience and therefore believe that contrition is hard, bitter, painful. And the longer they put off their repentance, the more bitter it becomes in their minds. They live out their lives in false, bitter, and painful reality because they will not believe or trust our Lord. And it's only after we have been freed from our sins that we can look back upon them and see just how evil and painful they were. Now this hindsight brings forth tears of sorrow for what we are and what we did. But these tears are accompanied by tears of joy, that we are leaving these evils behind and that we're advancing ever 
to give her greater goodness and happiness with God eventually in heaven. So in today's gospel, the paralyzed man was brought to our Lord by his friends. The gospel says that our Lord saw their faith, their faith, rather than his faith. It was the faith of the friends, perhaps united with the faith of the paralytic man. It was not the faith of the paralyzed man, or at least not only his faith. We should never hesitate to offer prayers for one another then, nor should we hesitate to seek prayers of others for ourselves. Our Lord looks first at the man's soul, and he tells the man to be of good heart, because his sins are forgiven him. And then to offer proof our Lord can forgive sins, then he heals the man's body. In seeking cures, it is often very helpful to understand the causes. Now, it's true that ultimately all disease and illness are the result of original sin. <clears throat> Quite often, we can find reasons for our physical pains by looking into our own conscience. And with true faith, we can offer thanks to God, actually for sending us this pain chastising us here and now so that he may spare us in eternity. Looking for and finding fault with ourselves is definitely painful, but it is also a most comforting experience. We discover that God is not only just, but that he is very good and all merciful too. Our pain then has a reason and a purpose. Now, we all willingly endure the sting of an injection of a needle so that we may prevent or cure some ailment or disease. And the spiritually minded willingly endure physical pains of this life to prevent or even to cure the disease of sin in their soul. This is nothing less than following the command of our Lord to deny our very selves, take up our daily crosses, and follow him. We even often thank a medical doctor for the slight pain he causes us because we understand the good that comes with it. Well, then how much more should we be grateful to the divine physician for the crosses the sufferings and pains he gives us so that he may lead us to contrition and save us from immensely greater pains in hell. The sadness and the tears of the saints were accompanied by happiness and joy. Their crosses were found to be light and sweet. We often wrongly, shy away from the pain of our physical and spiritual crosses. If we face in a manful way the true examination of our hearts and souls, it will hurt, but it will bring us to contrition, 
repentance, and then to eternal life. Even after our sins are washed away, they often bring forth pain and tears to our hearts. And we have to say with that great sinner turned saint, Saint Augustine, I have loved thee late, my God, but I love thee now, and I strive to love thee more and more every day. So in the pain of seeing our true selves, there is also the distinctive taste of sweetness and joy. With the man in the gospel and all the penitent saints, let us seek first to hear the words of our Lord. Thy sins are forgiven thee. The only place we can hear these words and have them take effect in our souls is the holy sacrament of penance. This will bring forth joy and the sorrow to our hearts. But we look forward, if not in this life, then in the next, to have him heal our bodies as well. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. There are about six people in line before I had to start Mass, so to be true to my homily, I'll hear confessions after Mass. But please remember there are confessions on Saturday afternoon as well. We can't serve everybody on a Sunday. Not one-stop shopping, please. <laughs>